Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by StonehillWealthManagement.com. Today, Philip talks about the Mavs deal. Philip Washington, Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back for an, for another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, brought to you by Stonehill Wealth Management, where we help clients invest money for the future. If you leave your money in assets that are uh, investing in the past, it's going to get eroded by the Grim Reaper, which we call inflation. So make sure you're good. If you are, great. If you're not, give us a call. StonehillWealthManagement.com. Now, let's get to the topic today, which is we're talking about the Mark Cuban uh, selling the Mavs deal. That's a big deal here in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. If you live here, it's a big deal, period. Uh, and there's a good investment nugget that I feel like you can uh, discern or learn uh, as we walk through it. But let's first walk through the deal, then we'll talk about the principle, right? So the 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 de- and by the way, with all details, right? This is this is my internet search, uh, so I'm relying on uh, collecting internet data. So these are approximations, but Mark Cuban bought the Mavs in 2000 for roughly $285 million. And he is selling it for reportedly $3.5 billion. So that's roughly a 24 year period of time, right? Side note, one of the things that's always like mess with me with numbers is like calculating like, uh, how many years it actually is when you're looking at like years. So like 2000 or 2024 or 2023, uh, depending on where it falls, right? Cause we're almost 2024, but 2000, let's, let's even say it's 20, 2023. That's actually 24 years. And it always messes with me, you know, because yeah, it just, it just, it's, it was always weird for me. I don't know. Cause the zero, the zero threw me off, right? The zeros throw me off. Anyway, back to the schedule program. Um, that's a that's roughly an eleven percent annual rate of return, and some you know when I when I calculated I was like oh wait that that number sounded bigger than what it really is but but actually like eleven percent a year is actually not a bad return, you know it twelve times your money sounds good but your time period matters right because if you if if you twelve times your money over two years that annual rate of return number is is bigger but. 11% a year rate of return is is not bad, especially if you compare it to like what the S&P 500 did over that period of time, which I did like a little calculation just because I'm a nerd. Um, the, the same money being invested in the S&P 500 over that period of time would have given him about $1.2 billion, or that's about a 6% a year return. So that's that's not bad. Uh, and, the, and the other good thing is owning a... Uh, 
uh, NBA franchise like raises your profile, right? Because everybody knows you because everybody wants to own the franchise. And there's lots of investable opportunities that come from having a raised profile. Um, and the other part about that, uh, about it from an investment standpoint that um, um, that a lot of people may not realize is if you're looking to put $285 million to work in 2000, right? It It's a lot of money today, but in 2000, it was a, it was a, it was a lot of money. Um, you're, you probably couldn't invest $285 million into Apple stock at that time because Apple was not as big uh, of a company and you would have moved the market. But I did a calculation just to show, I was like, well, if you, you know, if you put $285 million into Apple, Today it would be sixty-two billion dollars, or about a twenty-five percent a year return, right? And so, um, I'm giving that background because some people might look at the eleven percent a year return and say, "Oh, that's not that impressive." But I'm like, you try investing two hundred and eighty-five million dollars, right? I mean, your options were the S and P five hundred, which would have gave you six percent a year. It would have been bonds, but there were not too many companies that you would have been able to invest in. Uh, single companies to that that would have took that money. You would have had to find a bunch of small companies as a VC, which which that could have been an option. But again, the when you factor in return, quality of life, reaching a result, reaching the goal, reaching the desire, right? That was not a bad return. A, a lot of ROI, at least this is the way that I think about it, and I see a lot of other wealthy investors look at it is. It's not just about like return on investments, right? Because it's it's not difficult. Well, it's not difficult to make a a, a crazy return uh, on on your investments. But when you're when you're already rich, like when you already have two hundred eighty five million dollars, right? So you're already rich. You know, now like getting more and more rich becomes less of a factor, right? The factor becomes like you know more quality of life. Um, uh, in addition to like good return, so uh, that's the that's the background on that, and 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 I would even uh, throw the idea out there that understanding that that's how you might feel once you're rich. If I find it useful to, if you can hold that feeling now even before you're rich, and invest your money, time, and resources in things that feel good and make money, and don't make it just a pure math thing. Right, that's a even better journey, right? Because if because if you can compound at a good rate of return and enough way to eventually get you rich, but if you can enjoy this the 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 show along the way, there's no urgency for getting to that number. You know what I mean? Because like you're enjoying the the moment along the way, um, and so. But let's get back into like money making um, from a macro standpoint or a big picture standpoint. His timing was actually awesome. So Mark Cuban timed the dot-com bust well to get the $285 million, And now he's timing the entertainment, I think, pretty well. People won't understand it now in the present moment because there's no hindsight to look at. But if And, and the NBA is at the peak of, uh, I don't want to say peak, but it's at a really high uh, rate of popularity. Um, but when you're investing or you're looking at money, you're looking at at the next decade and you're going, all right, what are my inflation expectations over the next decade? And then do I expect this asset, these assets that I own to grow at an above average growth rate above this? And I would say for NBA franchises right now, no, right? Over the last 20 years, they've grown phenomenally, 
right? But now, with the money that the players are being made and TV deals and all that kind of, and the saturation uh, of the of the sport, there are better risk rewards in the entertainment space, from my perspective. Like like women's sports, like the upside in women's sports is phenomenal. If you listen to my podcast over the last two three years, you've heard this as a recurring theme, right? Women sports. This is the this is the the generation in the next few decades where women are gonna parallel men in the money they make in sports and the talent in sports and the recognition in sports. It's it's going to happen. I know Mark Cuban sees it because that's probably a big reason why he's unloading uh, the Mavs. Uh, soccer is coming up in the U.S. as a U.S. sport and lots of money is going into it uh, because soccer has been contained to um, the rest of the world, but hasn't really gotten into U.S. and and so the U.S. market is going to be big for soccer. Um, sports betting is becoming huge, right? I I like to parallel sports betting to investing in the stock market, right? The stock market used to not be huge, uh, right? Sports betting is going to be huge. There's going to be companies built around it, just v- very similar to the to trading stocks, um, how it was 100 years ago, 150 years ago. Was a fledgling industry. Now it's a huge, you know, trillion dollar industry, right? This is where sports betting is going. Uh, esports, right? East, you know, colleges are already paying scholarships uh, to students for going to esports. So is so some people say, oh, that's the future. I say, no, it's the now, right? Because kids are already people are already making money uh, streaming games and playing games. Like this is just the formalization of it. This is this is NBA, NFL in the seventies. Right, it's going to only get bigger from here, and so and 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 with with three point five billion dollars, like Mark Cuban is going to be able to like invest in all those areas in big amounts, and he's going to get, from my perspective, probably the best look at deals because he has the experience of seeing it play out in a different domain, right? Uh, in in two ways, right? He he saw tech, watched that was a part of that building up. He saw entertainment, part of that building up. Now deeper into entertainment, I feel like he's going to uh, get some great deals, put put a lot of money to work, and help build that industry. And so, um, I, you know, my hat's off to uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, what a smart, wise business guy and investor that, uh, you know, I look up to and I respect I respect his business acumen and his game. Uh, hope this helps until... Um, next week. Y'all enjoy yourself. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.